Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Brown Bros podcast. I'm your host, Prashank. And I'm your host, Andres. And today is Monday, July 4th, 2022. Andres, how's your lovely week going? Pretty good, you know. Feels weird to come back, like working after a long weekend, you know, especially being used to two long weekends in a row. So... You know, wish we had the fourth off because why not? (laughs) But yeah, we're all doing great. How about you, Rishnang? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, we had a good weekend with you coming down to Ottawa for July 1st, Canon's Day. Lovely. It was amazing. It was a lot of fun. It was good to see a lot of, you know, although COVID's not completely over, it feels like it's going back up slowly again. But it was a nice time just being out there with lots of people, you know, seeing the crowd, seeing the... You know, people enjoy the music for Canada Day. Of course, the Clown Boy was there as well, but, you know, they didn't really ruin the experience too much. So overall, not a bad week um, and not a bad start to the week. I know. You look pretty good. Amazing times. Exactly. So like I said, you know, happy Canada Day, happy Independence Day to the Americans. And it's also um, Eid, I believe, um, of um it actually that starts on july 8th i believe this year um so happy eid i guess i'm gonna jump right into what i learned this week yeah go for it um so july 8th to july 12th i believe is eid al ada i um, hopefully i'm saying that right it's the second and bigger of the two main holidays celebrated in islam with the other one being Eid al fatir which is at the end of ramadan as most people know um so this eid is actually it, you know, just reading from Wikipedia, it says it honors a willingness of Ibrahim to sacrifice his small his small son, Ismail, as mm-hmm. an act of obedience to Allah's commands. So, you know, I'm sure I honestly don't know how people celebrate it. I'm sure, you know, they um, sacrifice some sort of animal like goat or, um, you know, animal and celebrate with their friends and family. So learned a little bit more about that um i would like to learn more and how people actually celebrate it you know obviously everyone is somewhat similar but i'm sure there's small differences between different families and different communities but hopefully um people that are celebrating it uh, you know our friends and family that celebrate it hopefully they're having a good eid um this upcoming week i guess yes so yeah it's pretty cool to learn about that i guess and like I said, definitely want to learn more. How about you, Andres? What did you learn this past week? This past week, uh, I'm still on the law tube train. So watching a lot of lawyer videos on YouTube, um, which also all of them are American law. So I don't understand why, but that's what I'm watching currently on YouTube. So just learn a lot more about the law in the States and everything that's going down there. And yeah learn a little bit more about history and how the Supreme work operates. And yep, a lot of that, a lot of learning about constitutional law in the States, which I don't know how helpful it is to me. Like the only part I found like useful is how to apply to, you know, different countries uh, in terms of like what to look after and how to protect certain things, certain rights. But in terms of constitutional law, I don't know why I'm watching, honestly, they're entertaining, so, but I don't know how it applies to my daily life in Canada <laughs> in terms of the law aspect. But yeah, that's that's what I learned. So a couple of headaches here and there, 
uh, a couple of frowning, uh, some um, some eye rolling, you know, but uh, gets me through the week. So that's what I learned this week. That's so cool. Yeah, I think it's really nice to see different, you know, our perspective or whatever. Whenever you learn something new, it's like something that you never thought of before. And it's it's just like it makes you really think, right? Absolutely. And like how different countries operate uh, their legal system. So, Andres, I know, you know, last week we sort of hinted on the topic for this week, but I guess let's get straight into it because we have obviously a not so positive, I wouldn't say positive, not like negative, it's more of a critical episode, I guess, because last week we, you know, talked about all the great things about Canada, but this week I think we should do a follow-on to, to that and maybe people want to listen to the things that we don't like about Canada. Yeah, I mean, we all have... We all love our countries, but there's some things that we're like, mm, we could change that. So, you know, Canada is no exception to that. Exactly. So, Andres, what are some things that you're not too fond of living in Canada or things that you've, over the time, you've, you know, started to dislike because of Canada or whatever it is? Let's start on, like, you know, very superficial things before we head into more heavy, complicated, complex topics. So I think for me, um, at the very like superficial level, things that I don't, uh, I don't like, or like not that I don't like, uh, but that I would rather not have uh, in Canada. Um, honestly, sometimes it's like how political correct people are, and it can be a complex, complicated topic. But honestly, it's just like sometimes it's okay to speak your mind as long as you do it in a respectful way. Uh, but just don't like sometimes how people are so politically correct because then I don't know it like for me sometimes it frustrates me because one either they're too agreeable so there's no conversation going on there's no point of like um, everyone agrees but then everyone at the same time disagrees but doesn't voice it uh, so the political correctness is one of those things that I truly calling in a way don't vibe with and in terms of living i would say i'm still not used about produce being so expensive <laughs> yeah as someone that grew up in the tropics you know um fruits and veggies are sometimes depending on the season they're expensive sometimes they're not but usually um usually they're not that expensive because you can grow them and that like because you're a producing country they're not bad in terms of buying uh but when you live in a country in which half of the year it's covered in snow then produce becomes expensive uh so still like when you want to have some fruits and veggies sometimes you have to really think which ones to get because and like you really change it based on seasonality in order if you want to um you want to save some money so still not getting used and i yeah i just don't like how expensive fresh produce is in Canada. And those are two things at the very superficial level that um, that I don't get used to from living here. How about Jewishing? What are some of those things that that you know at the very very simple level that you that you don't like or that you rather not have in Canada? I mean, you know, people are gonna hate me for this and they're gonna get tired of me for saying this, but of course it has to be the winters, right? The 
especially living in Saskatchewan for almost, you know, 13, 14 years, the winters are absolutely brutal, right? And oh, yes. Especially because, I, like, I remember, you know, first moving to Canada and just trying to get used to it. And even now, you know, when the minus 30, minus 40 hits, I do not like that. And I'm sure a lot of people can agree. Even, I mean, we have to do it because that's where we live. So we have to face it. But even then, doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, that, I think that's one of the things that many people just grow to hate, love to hate. I would say that's the relationship most people most immigrants have with the winter is they love to hate the winter yep exactly and it is brutal because like you know especially when it's like minus 30 and 40 you can't really do much and it just sucks having it but obviously we got to deal with it and i think we touched upon it in one of the earlier episodes uh but obviously having winter is not bad it's just you know the snow is really nice or really pretty at times but just having those long cold stretches of minus 30 minus 40 it can really wear you down. And on top of that, another superficial thing is just the amount of, like, um, I guess the amount of daylight that we get, whether you're in, you know, most of Canada or Vancouver, where it's gloomy most of the time, Canada does have one of the higher rates of um, lack of vitamin D, I believe, mm -hmm. um, leading to a lot of, like, you know, mental health issues and things like that. So definitely, I mean... As I stare at my window right now, it's beautiful outside, so I can't be really complaining. But in the winters, those days are mighty short. I remember when I would work in the office, you know, you go to the office when it's 8 a.m. and it's pitch dark. And then you come home when it's already like 4 or 5 p.m. and it's still really dark. Yeah, I mean, yeah, during the winters, that is definitely something. Um, something that's not great, especially I think like, yeah um yeah especially like i would say january is one of the worst months for that um because yeah it does like sundown sunset is pretty pretty early um but then on the summer there's a lot of daylight yep exactly and i do appreciate that but i this episode is not for appreciation it's for being critical <laughs> it's about judging our country <laughs> exactly but yeah i'd say on a superficial level those are more of the you know things that i don't like about canada obviously like you mentioned the food thing especially you know groceries these days are so expensive and it's absolutely true because we compare ourselves to america all the time or even you know for you i'm sure it's mexico for me it's nepal but absolutely we're paying so much i remember i a couple of months ago i sent you or you sent me a video of a TikTok, you know, a girl showing, like, I think it was 100 or $150 worth of groceries, and it was, a, like, two bags. And oh, yeah. that's absolutely true, because I remember, you know, even when you came for Canada Day, we went shopping for the weekend, and I spent $100 just on groceries for the weekend. Not even for I the, week, the weekend. I the yeah. weekend. The weekend. So it's absolutely those things. And with that, you know, obviously, we're getting a little bit deeper already, but even housing prices, right? Like, housing prices are insanely high. And even for, I like, I have no idea why, even like places like Regina, Saskatchewan, where literally in the middle of nowhere and housing market is insane. Yeah, no, it's just, um, once again, another probably another housing bubble. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, definitely something like I would say that's one of the, that I think that's one of the things sometimes that uh, it's a payback from living, uh, living in very, 
uh, in developed countries is just the cost of living, especially the northern you are, the high, I, I would say the higher the expense it is, just because once again, um, in terms of imports and all of that, it becomes more expensive, right? Like shipping things all the way up uh, that are fresh from countries that are closer to the equator. So I think it's a trade-off, but that yeah, definitely something that I, I can agree with that it's a little bit of a high roll from time to time um especially yeah especially that cost of living that sometimes you uh really have to be like oh what i'm like what will my groceries look like this week uh because um things are too expensive right now so definitely some of those things um then i guess also uh well before living out west i would say living over here now on the east it's a little bit different just because uh Cities are closer to each other out here on the east, but living out west, something that I kind of didn't like was just like how far the next closest city would be. Um, so it would be like, yeah, from Saskatoon going to Calgary was like a six hour, like five and a half, six hour drive. And so Edmonton is a five hour drive. So just like, like I like driving, so there's no issue with that. Like I like highway driving, not city driving. Um, but still, like if you wanted to go go to a like the next city or to a bigger city just for like a getaway, it's such a drive. Um, that that's something I don't like about Western Canada. That those places are pretty like they're far apart from each other. So definitely, like a weekend getaway, like half of a day spent, it's gonna be spent driving just because of how far things are and how little connection there is between the cities in Western Canada, that really the only two options are either flying in, uh, which is also expensive because there's um, in Western Canada, right now it's starting to change, but before it was just Air Canada and WestJet that will control that market uh, or driving, which it's the gas that you'll have to spend money on from driving from one city to another. Uh, other than that, there's n there's no other way, like other sustainable or easy way to connect uh, with other cities on the West, which is something um, which is something I really didn't, didn't appreciate because then it will always have to be, okay, I have to drive. Um, so yeah, that's, I'm comparing it, let's say like to Europe uh, in which everything is, like, like you can just take the train and it's so much easier. Exactly. And I think, you know, I think this all conversation, like what we're having right now, it, it can be summed down to just the expensiveness of Canada. So, you know, whether it's groceries or traveling, but also, I guess, even compared to the U.S., we get paid quite less, right? Like, I know in my field anyway, engineering and even like medicine, like we're, we're a doctor because here, you know, it's pre-healthcare, public healthcare, you're going to get paid a lot less than if you were to run a private clinic in the States. So I feel like Canada, with in, in regards to saving money, it's a lot harder to save money here because, yeah, our taxes are higher, but we also get paid a lot less than our American counterparts. And I think that overall, especially these days, has been a hot topic because, you know, we see, you know, inflation, I guess, or my, as one of my friends said, is smallflation because things are getting you know, around the same price, but the packaging is getting smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that 
that's always a thing, right? Big packages uh, is kind of like a bag of chips. Half of it is empty. Exactly. So, like, just uh, our dollar isn't really strong either, you know, in comparison to the U.S. And of course, we always compare to the U.S. because that's our neighbor, that's our big brother. What we go to, that automatically, you know. Mm-hmm. So definitely, money-wise, I think I definitely agree. There's less to consider in socially, anyway. You know, in the Canada, because obviously, if you have to go to hospital, you know, my girlfriend was telling me how. You know, she hurt her foot and she went to the doctors to get X-ray done. You know, here I'm sure it would have been cost nothing, but she had to pay five hundred dollars just for an X-ray. Um, or even getting stitches in the states is super expensive. But you know, when I've got stitches at the hospital here, it was free. So yeah, exactly. You just have things, to wait a little bit. Exactly, exactly. That's another thing, right? So. Absolutely, the wait times. Obviously, it is free here and cheaper here, but the wait times at the hospitals or even clinics or even wait times to get surgery is months sometimes, maybe even years. Yes, so definitely because there's less competition, it's a lot harder to get to. And another thing about the price is the price of internet or data, like you know, our phone data and things like that. It's so much expensive here compared to the U.S. I was reading online how some people literally go to the U.S., buy a American SIM card, and then use roaming in Canada because it's still cheaper that way than to get unlimited data in Canada. Oh, I have a close friend that I didn't realize this until two years later、uh, of knowing them, and they have an American cell phone. Yeah,、uh, it's like literally,、uh, yeah, it's an American cell phone, and they use it in Canada. Uh, and yeah, like you said, like it's cheaper to pay like an international plan,、uh, so that they can make phone calls between Canada and the states.、Uh, and yeah, it, it's cheaper than a regular plan here, which I hated him because for me, whenever I call him,、uh, now I just call him through either iMessage or FaceTime, so it will be using data, so I will not be charged more. But、um, I yeah, when I used to call him. Uh, right on a right on like on a regular thing,、uh, like then my bill will come and it's like oh this amount of time on roaming. I was like, but I didn't call the states, and then came to realize it was because of him. But I digress. Yes,、uh, I think, I think yeah, it just、uh, over here it's a little bit harder.、Uh, I think also、uh, there's not like you said there's not a lot of competition sometimes in services, which drives prices up. Exactly,、yeah. and with that also with the competition, it's also buying things on Amazon because I go on Amazon.ca, it's so much more expensive than Amazon.com even with the conversion, and Amazon.com has way more things on there. So sometimes it's like, well, I should probably just support you know local, and buy it here, but then you can't find it here. <laughs> yeah, well, now that you live out east, Rishay. Order to upstate New York, and then just cross the border to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot of people do. Also, they get a PO box in the U.S. and then just go pick it up. So absolutely, you know. But then again, you like we want to support local and local business, all that. But it's just so hard because they don't carry, right? Yeah, I know. It's a little bit. It's a little bit of those things that I mean. Also, on that is just sometimes companies willing to bring certain products over. Yep, so, absolutely.、Uh, so yeah, so moving on, I think another as we're getting diving into the conversation, and we talk about 
you know, uh, the lack of competition. I would say another thing, like kind of like relating to how political correct people are, it's, uh, you know, government wise, like I love the government, not, not love, I tolerate our government. I think in a certain way, sometimes it's okay. Uh, sometimes they get things done, sometimes they don't, but it's not really polarizing. But what I don't, but what I don't like about it, it's that it is very politically correct and people are just trying to say things as like they are expected to be said and then that stalls the growth and that stalls the conversation and the discussion in order to keep on making progress um and so yeah so i don't like that part about the government it's like they're too politically correct but they don't get sometimes things done because of that um and then nowadays i don't like how the in a certain way, the conservative movement is starting to mimic uh, the Republican movement, uh, the very right-wing Republican movement down in the States. That's something that, uh, I, as Canadians, I, I just don't like it because then, uh, you know, it's a certain way it's going to start polarizing it. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's something that I'm just like, mm, we could be making a little bit more progress if we, if we, we're not as politically correct. Yep, absolutely. And you know, politics. Yeah, like I uh, absolutely agree with you in saying it's they are tolerable, but obviously it can be so much better. You know, if they just got shit done. And <laughs> obviously, politicians everywhere lie to get into office, and you know that's just how they deal. But I wish, you know, when you think of Canada, you think of oh, it's a really progressive nation. But sometimes it's like, eh, it can be better in so many ways. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think on certain times, I'm just like, um, with that politically correctness also comes the fact that in a certain way, we're stuck in between like a European model, but also being neighbors with the states. So it's kind of like we're stuck in the middle because we know like the states is our biggest partner. So then things need to be done in a certain way to still have the states on our side but at the same time when you compare when you compare lifestyle when you compare the government structure when you compare a lot many things of the daily living in canada it somewhat sometimes very much <laughs> mimics what european the strive to european lifestyles but we're stuck in the middle so i think uh if we really were to in a certain way stand our ground and get things done our life could honestly could mimic more like a European lifestyle rather than an American lifestyle, in my opinion. Yep, exactly. And I think that's also one of the other things is, you know, I I, see, I also see myself doing this all the time, but as Canadians, we're always comparing ourselves to US. And that almost happens automatically because, like I said, they're big brothers, you know, they're our neighbors, long allies. But sometimes it does, we you know, I... I feel like sometimes we need to have our own voices and even politically, socially, I feel like we just need to take a step back and find our own identity sometimes. Yeah, and that's something that, um, you know, that's like also some of the points that um, sometimes I, coming from a nation in which our identity is pretty clear worldwide, I think uh, sometimes when you're trying to describe what a Canadian is, it's always like, oh, nice, very polite people. But outside of that, there's no really any in a certain way, there's no deeper level to what being a Canadian means, you know, um, that that's some, like compared to other countries, uh, that's something honestly that it's lacking. Like there should be like a deeper reason 
on how to identify as a Canadian. Um, and I just see it as myself, like, I have, like, of course, I'm Mexican, so I, of course, I have deeper roots there. But, you know, even we, I, we have family that they're immigrants to Mexico, and they have found a way to, in a certain way, in a deeper way, connect to now they're new, being new Mexicans, you know? Absolutely. And I agree with you. But sometimes with that also, it becomes a little bit too, like, nationalistic, you know? So there is a fine balance. I agree with you on that. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a fine balance, but I think there's, as like a society, there's like even within Canada, right? I think people sometimes like in certain provinces identify more with their province than they will be doing as like as their citizenship instead. You know, like Albertans are very Albertan <laughs> and Quebecois people are very French, you know, and that's more their identity rather than their identity being more of a Canadian identity. Mm -hmm. Yep. And with that, with that identity also, I also find, so when I first moved to Canada, one of the biggest things I found the difference was United States, even though the states really disagree on lots of things politically, they are very connected. You know, people are always traveling from one state to another, moving from one to another. And the interconnectedness was quite cool. But coming to Canada, it seems like the provinces and the cities, they're not really connected, you know, like, I mean... Physically, yeah, they're quite separated for them, unless you're in the East and it's a little bit better. But from vast majority of Canadians, we're separated physically, but also even mentally, you know, people don't really care about each other's province. Yeah. And I think even compared to like the States or even Europe, where, you know, there's the whole EU and you can go to any country, like that seems more connected than our provinces here sometimes. Well, yeah, and I think that would mean something like having to move from one province to another. Uh, for me, it's just a little bit of that. Uh, uh, something that I don't appreciate is like, I understand why each province handles their own health care. But at the same time, if it was truly a national, and this is just me ranting, if it was true a true national health care system, uh, it wouldn't really matter in which province you resided, which province you are a resident of, you will have access to healthcare, which we still have, but then it is a mess, right? Uh, it's a mess to either get reimbursed for the services if you got them outside of your province. Uh, otherwise, you'll have to change to the province's healthcare, and each province sometimes have different, uh, different coverage, different rules, different restrictions. Uh, so... Is it truly a national healthcare system? In my opinion, the only way it is national is that it's federally subsidized. Uh, but then traveling between provinces, uh, I don't think it is. Uh, so that's one of my biggest rants about uh, Canada is in terms of healthcare. Yeah, it's free, but at the same time, it is a hassle when you don't get it in the province in which you have your healthcare card on. Yep, absolutely. And definitely going, you know, going forward, especially with saying universal healthcare and all this, I feel like it would be much easier if it was just all interconnected. Oh, absolutely. Hands down. Um, one of those things that that can, should be changed. And with things that should be changed, you know, I mean, it's very recent. Uh, it's starting to grow up a little bit more and being more conscious about it. But just, you know, holding each other accountable to what the history of Canada is, I think right now, many people are having a trouble with 
that accountability and recognizing what the true history is. And I know it's hard. It's very hard to hear at times. And yeah, but it's just recognizing that. And I just don't like sometimes, once again, how people try to be politically correct about it. Uh, and also the government trying to be politically correct about it, but not getting anything done in that regard. So yeah, just holding holding yourself accountable to what the true history is. And I think um, I just in my that's one of the things I really, really don't like is just like how it was kept hidden as part of something that happened. Like I understand, try to understand why it was hidden, but not I don't agree with why it was like it's part of the history. And yes, it's hard to admit, but they're like why keep it like you know if like even in life if you hide something for that long it's because it's bad at times um so that's something i really really didn't like coming into canada it's just like you have this image as an immigrant coming in of like what canada is like and then you start digging a little bit deeper and then you start taking out the skeletons out of the closet and it's just like oh okay there's a lot more here that hasn't been exposed or hasn't or is not really talked about. Uh, so yeah, that's really one of those things that I don't like is how part of the history is hidden uh, from from people around the world. Yeah, that's a great segue because my next you know thing was the treatment of indigenous people in Canada, and obviously you know that's a big conversation, and hopefully we can go into a full episode on that. And but you know. Indigenous people in Canada and throughout the world, but especially in Canada, have been treated so badly. And obviously, the government's trying to do all these different things, but I still don't see really actions. You know, they came out with the Truth and Reconciliation Act, they, and then they give them monetary, you know, funds or whatever. But I don't think enough is being done to help people overcome, you know, years and generations of trauma. Oh yeah, no, absolutely not. I I agree. There's not a lot that's being done in order to reconcile that and like that's what i go like that entire political correctness is like oh yeah we have um we have the different i don't remember i've read it before all the acts uh and actions the actions that the reconciliation actions that people can take at different levels and um i'm glad they're there i'm glad they're written some of them are quite explicit of how things need to be done and yet like you said nothing gets done um and still trying to portray an idea that, oh, yeah, we're we're helping or we're doing this, this or that. When you know truly when you're in the ground, when you're doing work with some of those uh, with some of those people uh, is actually not tr true uh, in a way or it's not as how it's being painted uh, to most people. So, yeah, I agree. Um, it's just a level of. Yeah, it's just a level of trying of misportraying what truly it is, and trying to get away, try away, okay, uh, try to get away uh, with it, which is something I yeah, it's very enraging at times. Exactly, and you know, there's so much other things we want to talk about, but obviously, Canada. You know, I don't think we're being negative towards Canada. It's just more of the criticalness because you know we love Canada, we want to see it do better things uh, you know going forward obviously change takes time but uh, absolutely i think we can do we're an amazing country but we can do so much better 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I agree. Once again, it's not like we hate this country. <laughs> um, I don't think either of us feel that way about Canada. Uh, if anything, we're appreciative of it just because of everything that it has given to us. And absolutely, like, even uh, talking to other people when they ask, like, um, would you ever go back to Mexico? I was like, unless I really, really have to. Um, no, I'd rather stay here. Um, but there's things, you know, that once you actually start living here, uh, you start noticing that you start growing a little bit of a criticism to it. Uh, and that's the thing. It's just like everything we've been saying is just comes from a place like a criticism that can't have a solution. You know, we don't like it, but we know there's options out there that can be used in order to solve some of those. Um, but I, that, like everywhere you live, like it's always going to be like that. There's things that you love and there's things that you truly, truly hate about the place, uh, the place you live. Um, so yeah, um, one last thing, Michelle, what's like the final thing you would say that you're critical about Canada? Um, so kind of, you know, based on my career, I guess, but the two hand-in-hand -hand things, I guess, you know, talking about the distances earlier, that Canada, you, we're very reliant on cars. And, you know, obviously that most of it has to do with the weather, the cold weather, and how sprawled out our cities are. But I wish we were less reliant on that. And I wish, like, you know, with that, public transit was better because, you know, whether I've lived in Regina or Ottawa, public transport has been so disappointing for a country like Canada. And obviously it is hard because most prefer most people prefer the, you know, efficiency of a car. But, you know, for, for the environment, even socially, I feel like it would be so much better if public transport was better. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, with the roads, you know, like the U.S., their, you know, interstate highways are amazing. I love driving on them. Um, oh yes. <laughs> so I wish we had something similar to that in Canada. Sadly, we don't. But I think you know. But that's just come me coming from my civil engineering perspective. What I one of the things that could improve. But though that honestly, the highway maybe will get an improved version of our highways in the future. But being less car dependent, I don't know if I'll see it, especially in Western Saskatchewan, Western Canada. Sorry, just because of weather and how sprawled out everything is ottawa i did see a change when i moved here because a lot more people are biking and walking around and of course the weather is also better so i think it's you know pretty much a directly related issue but other than that i think you know those two definitely not a fan of here how about you Andres? what are what are your last thoughts uh my last thoughts on canada that i'm critical of one it's yeah like you said um traveling between cities i think there's i just don't like how monopolized it is um you know uh just having to make your airlines that do most of the travel across canada that's one of the things i truly truly don't like because you know when there's no competition they can bring the prices up because they want to so that's one thing that i really uh really dislike about it because it makes it hard you know like you and I we both have friends and uh, people we really care about all the way in western Canada and now living out east it makes it difficult to actually go visit uh, so that's why I don't like about it about transportation like planes and transportation and traveling um and yeah I think another thing uh to be um that is just very uh, very critical from my end it's just that sense of identity it's just like I mentioned like uh, 
she didn't have to dive that deep in order to file like a Canadian identity. Yep, absolutely. I, I think, and I, you know, like we've said, it's not being negative about Canada. It's just things that we've seen as immigrants to Canada, what they can improve. And obviously, you know, not every country is perfect. I think most countries have issues, but obviously, I'm so happy to live in Canada, though. Oh, saying I enjoy it over here, but they're just like they're just those things that they will always rub you the wrong way, and that can be with many things. Like many many things influence our decision on why we're critical about these things, uh, right? Maybe someone doesn't see an issue in with Canada at all, and that's also a valid opinion. Um, but we have we have different factors that affect our thinking. Absolutely. All right, Bushang. So as we wrap up this episode, what are you looking forward for this week? Um, this week, more of a chill week. You know, last, I like this was the first week I've been home in super long time. So it's going to be a really relaxing week. I'm not really planning to do too much. Um, maybe just, you know, resume my daily walks. I mean, I didn't stop the daily walks, but like resume it in Ottawa. Um, it feels good to be back home. Maybe do a little bit of housework. I know... My lawn needs some mowing, so I don't have a lawn mower right now. So I'll probably just, you know, find someone on Kijiju to do it for like twenty, thirty dollars, and just some housework here and there, errands here and there, but nothing too exciting this upcoming week. How about you, Andreas? What are you looking forward to for this upcoming week? Uh, for this upcoming week, you know what I'm looking forward. It's uh, the weather has been really nice. Uh, so looking forward to keep on enjoying the sunny. Uh, sunny, sunny summer days. Uh, I think July and August are actually the best summer months. Technically, they're the summer months. June and May are really spring. Uh, but I'm really excited to keep on enjoying the summer and keep on enjoying what Montreal has to offer during the summer. Uh, right now, Jazz Fest is going on. So hopefully I get a chance to go and watch a couple of shows. And I'm excited for the fireworks this Saturday because it's an international competition. So uh, I think this weekend it's Mexico. So I'm very excited. I think I have uh, an obligation to go watch it just because it's Mexico. So very excited about that. Um, and you know what? Just taking it chill, um, enjoying the apartment as much as I can because soon I'll be moving. <laughs> so very, very much enjoying. Um, enjoying the summer overall. Keep on getting all those good vibes in. Uh, so yeah. That's that's what's up with my week. That sounds amazing. And then, you'll, yeah, you'll have to let us know how the Mexico fireworks go. I'll for sure let you know how how it goes. Hopefully it's a good show. Hope I don't get disappointed. Yeah, the Canada Day July 1 in Ottawa was pretty nice. It was, I think I, when I recorded the whole thing, it was around 14, 15 minutes. So not bad. Um, it was a little bit lower than I expected. I wish it was a little bit longer too, but obviously, you know, people... Are probably concerned about their pets or the environment but i think i guess this is you know another topic that we can talk about another day but i feel like fireworks once in a while is not a bad thing you know obviously people might disagree with that and that's perfectly okay but for us you know there's not many days of the year in canada that we we do fireworks maybe victoria day maybe july 1st canada day but other than that you know i i don't personally do fireworks so when they have it i feel like they should have it a little bit better and bigger but obviously not everyone agrees with that I mean, that is fair. Over here, 30 minute shows. So, pretty yeah, awesome. Maybe <laughs> I got to come there and watch it. 
I've been telling you, you should come to Montreal over the summer. Just stay. Maybe I will, but you know, summer has been so busy. There's so much things happening, and we'll see. We'll see if I can fit in Montreal. Sure, Mister Traveler, busy with traveling. We get it. Okay. <laughs> we'll save that for next week because yeah, there's lots of things happening for the rest of the summer, and then recap the what we've already done. But for now, under if the you know listeners want to talk to us about Canada and you know see. If they like it, if they don't, if we like it, if we don't, obviously we do like Canada. But where can they reach out to us on? So you can reach us out at the two average Bam Bros on Instagram and on Twitter. We're always there. Uh, if you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to us to hear us about, or even if you want to be in one of the episodes, just just literally slide into our DMs, um, and we're happy to answer you and take any suggestions because. You know, we like to grow and make better content for you. But other than that, yeah, just even if you just want to say hi, we'll say hi back. Uh, but yeah, that's that's where you can find us. Exactly. So honestly, like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or crybaby stuff, reach out to us, talk to us, whether it's about Canada, your country, or whatever country you want to talk to us about, let's talk. Absolutely, but other than that, thanks for tuning in for this episode, the second part about Canada, um, and we'll catch you up next Monday with another brand new episode of Two Average Rambles podcast. Bye. See ya.